Go ahead and bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you. Father, we praise you. Thank you, Lord, for breaking this fresh manna to us. Thank you, Father, for opening the eyes of our understanding, for opening our hearts and our spirits to receive. God, thank you for the empowerment that comes from the Holy Spirit by your word. Lord, enable us as we enter in. Fill us with substance. Let your grace abound. We give you the glory, Lord. Speak through my tongue. None of me and all of you. Let this word elevate your people. Let it lift them up. Father, as we speak words into the atmosphere, let the ministering spirits go to work. Let them carry out the mandate of the word of God. We thank you, Father. Refresh your people. Encourage those that need encouragement. People that are dealing with difficulty, give them a breakthrough today. Those who cannot see clearly, cause vision to erupt in their heart. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let grace abound. Cause faith to arise. We trust you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, say loud, Amen. Glory, glory, glory. I want us to take our confession. Thank you for worshiping with us today. Those of you who are here in person and those of you that are online with us, thank you. I want us to take our 2023 confession, please, together. Two, three, go. 2023 is my year of new horizons and the full blessing. I declare that I will experience and enjoy the full blessing of the Lord. There is new wine in my cluster and there is a blessing in it. I am on the rise to my highest destiny. And no matter what the elements say, there is a lifting up for me. I am not expecting to participate in a recession, depression, regression, or any other downward turns. I lift my eyes up to the hills from whence cometh my help. I am the blessed, the healed, the favored, and the strengthened of the Lord. I am called according to his purpose, and all things work together for my good. I am declared righteous, and I am vindicated. A new day has done for me. The struggle is over forever. And the Lord is adding to me another one again and again and again and again. Coyote is a lion's whelp. And I am leaping from where I am today to the new horizons of my future. 
the Tadeshe household is satisfied with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord. We are possessing our inheritance from the west to the south and from the east to the north in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 2023 is my year of remembrance, double honor, and the open door. I am remembered and I am helped. I honor God and he honors me. Grace, grace, grace. His divine ability within me to overcome adversity has positioned me to maximize opportunity. Mountains move, valleys rise. I am on my way to glory land and the ruach of God will see to it that I get there. God has my back. The promise is in view and the covenant will deliver. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contends with you and I will save you and your children. God has my back. The promise is in view. And the covenant will deliver in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I serve the Lord my God with joyfulness of heart, in gratitude for the abundance of all his blessings. Therefore, I will never serve my enemy. The Lord will be good to me and he will show me kindness and mercy. I declare by faith that this new season is a fruitful season and it is a season of full satisfaction, joy, and happiness. 2023 is my year of new horizons and the full blessing in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Shout a living amen if you believe the word of the Lord. And if that word is bound to work in your life, amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Last week, um, the Lord um, started to minister a slightly different um, uh, aspect to faith for extraordinary living and it is an aspect that is is almost like it it's like going off from the topic but is really not going off is really the topic and um, uh, we said I made this statement last week uh, when you feed at a higher level, what will happen? You will operate at a higher level. This is not necessarily in, we're not talking about chapter and verse. The Bible is the same. God is not going to increase this Bible. The Old Testament, how many books are in the Old Testament? 
and how many books in the new, all of them all together, 66. God is not going to add to this Bible. You are going to keep reading Genesis to Revelation until Jesus comes or until you leave the earth. What is likely to change is your level of understanding. This Bible will never change. Whether you are reading from Genesis or Matthew or Luke or Mark, it will, it will, you will keep reading whatever you read. Well, this Hebrews 11, 1 to 6 that we start, we're starting with, which we've been on for several weeks, all the way to the rest of Hebrews, is not different from what people a hundred years ago read. It's the same Hebrews 11. And it's not different from the Hebrews 11 from verse 1 to 6 that you may have read 25 years ago if you were already saved. This Bible will not change. What will change is your spiritual understanding. The level at which you operate, your spiritual diet will determine the result and the power of God that is at work in your life. Not too long ago, I visited, I was, I was on a mission in one of the cities in Texas. And my host, uh, well, he was not my host, he was really just a dear brother that I had known for many years, and uh, who's also like family to me. And um, uh, he came out and picked me up from my hotel room, and he was kind of, you know, taking me around the city and sharing so many things with me about the city. And uh, this, this gentleman has been in church for uh, probably close, somewhere 25 to 30 years. He is not, he's not somebody you will consider a spiritual baby. He's somebody, in fact, you would think uh, is deeply mature, in the things of God. He knows, from he was telling me, he knows almost all the pastors in the city that I was. He knows something about almost every church in that city that I was. And uh, he moved to that city maybe five to ten years ago. Before then, he was in another part of the country where he knew, I knew him there. And in that part of the country where he was, he knew almost every pastor in that place. He knew of, in fact, when he dropped me off at my hotel, he called his pastor so his pastor could greet me. And his pastor, you know, greeted me and I greeted him and we had a great conversation. This brother has been listening. He, he goes to church almost every Sunday. And unfortunately, right in my presence, with all this Things that he knows. Right in my presence, he was handling the word of God deceptively. Right in my presence. But he was doing it in such a way as, well, well, pastor, you understand. And, you know, my first inkling was to say nothing. And just let it sleep. But... As I thought about it, I thought, I'm accountable to the Lord. Most of his pastors, I mean, his, his, you know, the pastor who he called while I was there, who called me in my hotel room to say hello, is happy to have him. He's a very wealthy brother. 
He has a lot of means, has a lot of connections. <laughs> I doubt that, that his pastor will ever say anything contrary. He's just happy to have him. And I said to myself, I'm accountable. I might end up being the only one in a long time that he meets who will confront him and tell him straight, thus say the Lord. But I'm saying to you, he goes to church every Sunday. He hears this same Bible every Sunday. And yet, in my presence, he was handling the word of God deceptively. And he was saying to me, oh pastor, you understand. And the reason I share that with you is to say this. How long you have been hearing the word of God does not matter. How many people have preached to you? How many pastors' names you know? How many bishops you know? In fact, you can be an assistant bishop. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Sometimes people talk about, you know, how long they've, you know, how long they've heard the word, how long. Some, even some of us who preach it, how long we've preached it, it does not matter. It does not matter at all. At all, at all. And I'm going to tell you how many people know this. Some people know this who are very important. One, you know. You know where you stand in the realm of the spirit. Everybody knows. In your quiet moment, regardless of what you say publicly, in your quiet moment, in my quiet moment, I know. We all know where we stand. So, we know. The other person who knows... The Lord knows. <laughs> no matter what we say, no matter what we know, how we appear, the Lord knows. You, you can't hide it. You can't. In fact, the Bible describes the word. That's, you know, one time we said in one, in the, one of the services, the word of God is enough. The word, and, ben, and then you remind in Hebrews 4.12, it says the word of God is quick. That means living, is active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Cutting to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit. Hallelujah. He says, and it makes clear the intents of the heart. Everything is laid bare. See, the word of God, nobody can hide from the word. The word opens everything up. No matter what we say, no matter what we sing, no matter what we preach, when we get before the word, the word opens everything. That's why the Bible says the word is like a mirror. The word, when you look into the word, you see an image. The image speaks to you. The image either tells you you have work to do, or the image tells you you are on the right track, or the image tells you we need to make some serious changes. We can't hide before the word. The word of God is so powerful. Amen. Amen. Uh, You know, your friend, your brother, your BFF, your sister, your uh, husband, your wife, they can kind of, you know, like, they may not want to offend you. They may be nice to you over the, over what, but the word will come to you clearly. It's like, hey, we are, you are on the right track. Let's keep moving, but let's move quicker. Like, We've been around here now for like five years. We can do better than this. So the world will say, let's move forward. This is why 
the greatest, one of the greatest blessings that you can have in your life as a child of God is to have a channel, vessels that can feed you with understanding. At the end of the day, let me read this out to you from my note. At the end of the day, the real test of your spiritual growth and advancement is not how long you have been in church. It's not how often you hear the word of God. No. The real test of your spiritual growth and advancement is increased spiritual understanding and greater exercise of spiritual authority. This is really where everything, this is where rubber hits the road. Is your increased spiritual understanding and your greater exercise of spiritual authority. That gentleman I was telling you about in Texas. So, I was very firm with him. I did not, I did not, I didn't mince words. And if you know me very well, I don't mince words. I'm very firm. Very straight. You don't have to think too far. You don't have to try to decode anything. I'm very open, like an open book. And I predicted certain things to him about his future based on what I saw. And I said, if you don't change course, this and this and this will happen. It, it doesn't matter. Like, I just spoke with his pastor. And his pastor is very pleased with him. And I said, it, that does not matter. He says, yes, I know. He said, yeah, pastor, you are right, I know. And my prayer for him, of, of course, like... I pray for myself like I pray for every one of us is that we will keep walking with the Lord and keep growing in our faith. That's really what it's about. All of us, all of us just need to keep growing. Just need to keep walking. However, you cannot, if you are doing exactly the same thing that you were doing 10 years ago as a Christian and you are still doing the same thing today and that thing does not line up with the word of God, you have a serious issue. And we need to deal with that. Amen. This is, this is why, let's look at two scriptures here. I'm going to come back to Hebrews 11. Now, you know, so what does all this have to do with faith? You are going to see it in just one minute. Faith never rests on nothing. God bless you. Faith makes you step out on nothing. But faith itself always rests on the word of God. I need to say that again. I don't have that in my note, but let me say that again. Faith will make you step out on nothing. But faith itself never rests on nothing. Faith always rests on the word of God. The basis of faith is the word of God. Whether faith works or not, whether we advance in our walk with God or not, whether we produce results in our lives or not is entirely dependent 
on how solidly we are standing on the word of God. I want you to look at a couple of scriptures real quickly. Look at Daniel chapter 11 and verse 32. Daniel chapter 11 and verse 8. This is a very popular scripture. A lot of people know this scripture very well. Let me find Daniel. It's before Hosea, right? Daniel 11, 32. He says, And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But, watch this, but the people that do know their God shall be what? Shall be strong and then they will do what? They shall do exploits. What is the qualification? The people that what? Do know their God. The word know is a Hebrew word, yada. And one of the words is, is knowledge, is understanding, is intimacy. Those are words that describe yada. The day that, watch this now, not day that hear the Bible preach every Sunday. Not day that join the stream every week. Hallelujah. Although those are very good. To join the stream where the word of God is preached, especially if that is, that is where you feed primarily, that's awesome. However, just the fact that we hear it day in, day out, week in, week out, does not mean we are strong. And it doesn't mean we will do exploits. What is the qualification for being strong and for doing exploits? They that know their God. They that know, they that yada their God. They that yada their God. To know God means you have increasing levels of spiritual understanding. That's what it means. Of the Lord and his ways. To know the Lord. And all of us must be hungry and passionate daily, weekly. To know the Lord. To grow in spiritual understanding. They that know their God shall what? Shall be strong. And then they will do what? They will do exploits. Now, you cannot be strong and do exploits without faith. However, faith is strongly connected with your knowledge and understanding, spiritual understanding of the Lord. Like I told you, you know, when I got into this last week and through the week as I kind of studied it further, the Lord was really speaking to me very, very, very clearly about these things. And not that I would say I've really ever asked the Lord particularly directly about, Lord, why is it sometimes faith fails for many believers? I've never really, I don't think I've ever really asked that question. But through his ministry to me during this week, in this area of understanding, I started to learn and get greater understanding why faith fails for many believers. Why does faith seem paralyzed for many believers? Faith seeming paralyzed does not mean you don't have adversity. If you join our midweek services, you know, with, with adversity will come to every believer. 
the fact that you have adversity, the fact that you are having challenges, the fact that the devil is trying to stop you in your move does not mean you are not close to God. Are you understanding what they said? See, again, again, this is a place necessary for spiritual understanding. You have to know, when you go through adversity, you have to know, is this an attack of the enemy against my faith because I'm pleasing to God and I'm walking with God? Or is this a failure of my faith because I'm not standing where I should be standing? You need spiritual understanding for that. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Because if you don't know this, the devil is going to knock you down. Every attack that comes against you, say, you see, you are in trouble, your faith is not working. Meanwhile, in, in many cases, when it looks like faith is not working, you are actually just passing through a valley of the shadow of death. Where you need to walk through quickly. Right? And get the wisdom of God. Right? And stand on the word of God. Amen? And count it all joy and appropriate grace. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. But there are other times when we are going through difficulty and that's actually because our faith is paralyzed. So we need to have spiritual understanding. To be able to decipher what is happening. Because if you don't know what is happening, how do you respond to it? How do you address it? And people just mix all these things together. When anything is going on in their lives, they say, oh, the devil is attacking me. But actually, many times, when people are going through issues, it's really not the devil attacking them. It's that they are receiving harvest from seeds they have sown. Like that gentleman I talked, that's why I gave you that story. So you have a basis. You have you can picture it in your mind. Is, a, is this a real life thing that happened just a few months ago? God forbid something happens to that brother, which required a number of things happened afterwards. He'll say, he can say, oh, the devil is attacking me. The devil is attacking me. It's actually not so. It's not so. He's not standing in the right place with the Lord. He's not walking in faith. He's not appropriating grace. He's not walking in wisdom. Folks. This is they that know their God. Now, so in order for your faith to walk, you have to be walking in spiritual understanding. I can't be dilly darling. Like Peter asks Jesus, Lord, I I see him walking on the water. I know it's possible for a man to walk. Because Jesus is a man. And Peter, I didn't know. Lord, should I walk on the water? Can I come? And what did Jesus say? Come. The moment Jesus said come, faith was available for Peter to be able to do what Jesus did. Now, if Peter said, Lord, should I come? And Jesus has said, no, don't come. And Peter still stepped out on the water. What would happen? I said, what would happen? Is that then because faith doesn't work? No. It's because what he did is not based on the word of God. Are you getting some understanding? Spiritual understanding is powerful. It's extremely powerful. And when the Lord started ministering this to me, 
um, you know, uh, I know that two weeks ago, Pastor Emmanuel had ministered this message where, you know, he, he uh, I don't remember the specific title, but I know that the line you had there was, uh, where, where you sit determines what you see. And that was so powerful to me, actually. And I, I was telling you last week, you know, depending on where you are sitting, if you are sitting low where everybody is sitting, your view is blocked. You can't see that clearly. There could be something ahead, but you can't really see it because people are blocking you. But if you just elevate a little bit, yeah. do you know how many of you go on planes? And when you go on a plane, what do you see? Everything looks so small, doesn't it? Yeah. Everything looks so small. Even these huge buildings, when we are walking on the ground, we see all these, you know, skyscrapers. But when you are in a plane and you look down, it looks like one tiny little piece of Lego. Isn't that the way it looks? The reason for that is because of where you are positioned. Sometimes the devil seems so big. The reason he seems so big is not because he is that big. It's because of where you are. And sometimes, just elevating a little bit higher. Oh, glory to God. Just elevating. You see him like this little piece of Lego. That's where you got, you got authority comes within you and say, I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke you, Satan. But you see, all the while, if you are not sitting there, and you are sitting down here low, and he looks like this huge, mighty giant, you won't say, I rebuke you. You'll be running away from him. Your spiritual understanding is so crucial. They that know their God shall be strong and they will do exploits. They will be strong and they will do exploits. Look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 3. (laughs) A wise man is strong. I'm not sure if that's verse 3 or verse 5. Well, let's start from verse 3, actually. Through wisdom is a house builded. By understanding, it is established. Watch this now. These are principles that are at work in everything, in everything in life. Before you start faith, faith doesn't, you don't start from faith. You don't start from faith. It's like these three people, we heard this story, I know I preached about this several years ago. Three young girls in South Korea, one day decided, you had this story before, have you heard it before? Decided they had Jesus walked on the water, they are going to walk on the water. They called the whole nation, they advertised to the media, they called everybody, they want to, they want to, they want to show everybody that the word of God is really true. They've been fasting and praying for several weeks before they came out. And then they called everybody, the whole media, everybody, the nation was watching them as they gathered. They are going to show that the word of God is true. And they got out there and started sinking. It was a total embarrassment. They actually died. They actually died. Some say faith didn't work. No, faith is not, that's not it. They did not have spiritual. It, nothing begins from faith. Faith is not the first. Hmm? Understanding is the first. Knowledge is the first. Wisdom is the first. Faith is not the first. Until you have knowledge, until you have wisdom, until you have understanding, you are not ready to engage faith. Brother Hagin, the late Kenneth Hagin, he Hagin, used to say, which way back then, 
Faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Pastor, my, my doctor suggests I should do surgery. Do you, should, I take, should I go and do surgery or not? Or should I just believe God that without surgery, I'm healed? Faith always begins where the will of God is known. As a pastor, I can tell you that. But what I can tell you is for every issue in my own life, faith begins where the will of God is known. If the doctor tells me something going on in my physical body, and he tells me the only way is surgery, my first recourse is I got to go talk to the Lord about it and find out. Because how many people do you know who did surgery to try to correct something, and because of that surgery, died? Have you heard these stories before? Somebody was trying to address a medical condition. And they said the only way is surgery. And they went on that and they died. They never came back from it. So the first question is, Pastor, you know, I'm I'm dealing with this. You know, I'm praying, I'm walking, I'm believing God. Should I do this or should I? That's not for me. That's for you to find out from the Lord. What is the Lord telling you to do? Now, statistics don't make, I better watch my time. Because I know I can get carried away sometimes. And especially matters like this, when I'm ministering concepts from the word of God, one, that are unusual, but two, that I have a very clear, recent, clear encounter with the Lord about, many times I can kind of just get lost in glory. Because it's just fresh. It's just out there, cutting edge revelation from the Lord. Like I myself, I'm digging into it to understand it more. So, they can tell you this is what statistics say. This is what, this is what they say. This social percent of people have this result. This other percent of people experience the experience. That has nothing to do with you. Your life is not a statistic. The Bible says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They are thought of what? Good, not of evil to do what? Bring you to an expected end. And then he said to Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 2, he said, before I knew, before I formed you in the womb, what? I knew you. So your DNA is different from every other human DNA on this planet. There, is, there are no two people. That are exactly the same. Even twins born on the same day, out of the same womb, they are different. And what twin A is supposed to do may be different from what twin B is supposed to do. Twin A may say, oh, my twin did this and I, and, and I guess that's what I'm going to do. It worked for, for him. And I, No, you can do it and it can totally wreck your life. My brethren... Spiritual understanding is extremely vital in the operation of faith. When I get up with boldness, see, I have to come to a place where I believe, I know like that, I know that I, what's that word I was using? I am persuaded. 
I have to come to a place where I know that I know that I know that I know God is going to come through. There's no, I don't care. All hell can break loose. It can be 20 years of fighting the same war. <laughs> it can be years and years of dealing with the same problem. But I, you will not, you will not say, I will not flinch. I'm not going to move. The reason I will not move, it does not matter to me. The reason I will not move is I established it. God is in this. God is in this. And so it is so essential. It's so essential. See, look at what what the Bible says, Proverbs 24. Through wisdom a house is built. By understanding it is established. By knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Look at those three things apply to everything you are building in your life right now. Everybody here is building something. You are building a career, you are building a family life, you are building a business, you are building ministry. Those three things, if you are going to build and that thing is going to prosper, wisdom, knowledge, understanding... Look at the next verse. It says, a wise man is what? Strong. A wise man is what? Strong. And yea, a what? A man of knowledge does what? Increases strength. Increases strength. A wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. So, that scripture in Daniel 11.32 They that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. There's a lot it is saying. There's a lot it is saying. My brethren, I want you out of this service and of course out of every one of these services. Like I said to you last week, it's not chapter and verse. Some say I've heard messages on faith for 15 years. I've heard messages. It's not, that's not what it is. God is never going to add to any book of the Bible. He's already there. That will not increase. You know what will increase? Your spiritual understanding. You can read the same scripture that you have read for 10 years straight. And suddenly one day you read it and it's totally different. It says something completely different to you. Like, you go, have I ever heard this scripture before? I didn't know this scripture was in the Bible. But you've read it 10, 10 years in a row. What is different? This time, you got spiritual understanding. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. That's why one of the greatest tasks of any shepherd, honestly, and sometimes as shepherds, we lose our way, we're confused. We, one of the greatest tasks of any shepherd is to feed God's people with knowledge and understanding. It's our job. Like, the people who listen to us must be elevating. We don't go to church just, oh, I went to church Sunday. I went, yeah, I went. No, when you come out of there, something is either added to you or you are reminded of something you knew before that has a brand new meaning that you are going to work with. That's the purpose of church. It's not for a religion just, oh, I went to church. Every, you know, I go to church every Sunday. You know, I'm a, I'm a placard carrying 
I tithe. I'm a worker. That's not what church is about. That my brother, my host in, in, um, in Texas, for him, that's what George is. And I don't know his heart, but that's what certainly he seemed to be uh, doing. Like, you know, I'm going to call my pastor so my pastor can say hello to you. And pastor's very happy to say hello. But pastor doesn't know the sheep. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says right there, <laughs> In Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15, and I will give you pastors according to my heart who will do what? Who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And as a result of them feeding you with knowledge and understanding, and you doing your part, because you can feed sheep, and sheep can can choke on the word. Sheep sheep can spit it out. Like, I I don't like this. I want want something. I want something. Sorry, I'm spitting on you. It's anointed spit. I want somebody that will make me shout today. I want somebody to make me holler today. I want somebody to whoop at me today. I want somebody to speak my language. I want somebody to speak it the way I like to hear. That's not what it is about. I will give you pastors after my heart, according to my heart, who will feed you with knowledge. And understanding. And if you feed on that knowledge and understanding, something will happen. It shall come to pass when, that's verse 16, when you be multiplied and increased in the land in those days, say the Lord, they shall say no more the ark of the covenant of the Lord, neither shall he come to mind, neither shall they remember it, neither shall they visit, neither shall they, shall he, shall it be done anymore. You will come into such a place of reckoning in your covenant with God that there will be no question whatsoever that you serve a living God. There will be no question whatsoever you serve a living God. My brethren, I want you to know increasing in spiritual understanding is mandatory for faith to walk. Increasing in spiritual understanding is mandatory for faith to walk. What you hear And how you hear it determines what God can add to you. I know these things sound a little strange, like different. 
but they are true. What you hear and how you hear it determines what God can add to you. Number one, what you hear. What you hear. That is, to be present to hear it. To be present to hear it. Now, remember Thomas? That was Thomas um, who, when the Lord came, and after he rose from the dead, and Thomas, they were in fellowship. Everybody was supposed to be in that gathering. They all agreed we will be, we will be in fellowship that day. But Thomas remembered, you know, he needed to help his dad gather some of the fish that he caught. Some of them had died. He wanted to help him sort them out. This is a very important task. So Thomas excused himself. I need to take care of some of my dad's business. So Thomas was not present. There was a certain blessing released to the people that were present in that fellowship that day that Thomas did not have access to. He would never have gotten it by prayer. There is no prayer that will give you that blessing. There is nothing. You have to have heard it. You have to have been there. Jesus said, touch me. Touch me. Feel me. He said to them, feel me. There's an experience those people had that day. You can't get it back. There are certain things. Remember, when Jesus was visiting the house of Mary and Martha, and uh, Mary was sitting there, they both needed to entertain the Lord. And certainly, entertaining the Lord was a good thing. Nothing wrong with that. But there is a time and a season for everything under the sun. There's a time to entertain, and there's a time to sit down, listen. What you hear is important, folks. What you hear, what you hear, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Therefore, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What you hear is very important. If what you hear regularly is somebody telling you, you can't make it, you can't make it, you can't make it. You can't make it. You can't go over. You can't get up. You can't break through. You can't do it. You can't go over. You can't, um, um, uh, you, can't, you can't pull out of the hole that you have been. Nobody that you know has ever done it. Nobody in your family has ever done it. Remember your uncle tried it and he failed. Remember your father. You will never, if that's what you hear all the time, you will never make it. What you hear is important. What you hear is important. (laughs) What you hear is important. There is a profit that comes from what you hear. There is a profit. The word of God is powerful. The Bible says the word of God is powerful. More powerful than a two-edged sword. My friend, the word of God is more powerful than what you hear on social media. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is a seed that when it is sown in the right heart, oh my God, there is no limit to the explosion that can come as a result of that seed. There is no limit. 
The word of God can be sown in a life and out of that seed can come the explosion of a future nobody saw coming. What you hear is very important. Being there, being there is important. Paying attention is important. A few years ago, somebody was dealing with uh, somebody who used to uh, attend our congregation was dealing with a very bad situation. It was a very bad situation. And when they painted the picture of this situation, I agreed with them. This is bad. This is difficult. This is hard. And in providing counsel to them, I started referencing some of the things I had taught not too long ago, not too long before then, on some of my midweek teachings. I knew the answer to what they were doing. I knew, no question, I knew what they needed to do. Actually, I, I'm, I'm going to say this, it's, it's not, it's not, this is not in the flesh, I'm just telling you, supernaturally. There are very few problems that I encounter that I am totally confused about, that I don't know what to do with. Very few. There are a few. And some of those, I just shut everything down and go on a fast. Or when sometimes people present huge, big problems to me, they don't know what to do. Big, big problems. And I look at it, describe it, and I say, oh, Lord. And you don't even know, how, how did they get into this hole? But I, if I was to put it in percentages... It must be less than 10% of the things. Most things, most things, when, when, when they are shared with me, almost instantaneously there's a wisdom of God that comes to me. Recently, we were, I think I told, I told um, little Maria this when we were, we, were, uh, we were having lunch recently. We recently, just a few weeks ago, we were helping our son, Edie, move into his new apartment in Chicago. The Lord gave him a new apartment. And we went to help him move. I'm not likely to do that again. I think that's because, you know, I've done that now so many times. So many. In fact, there's a time, uh, Christine, I hope she doesn't hear this. Christine needed to move her stuff. You know, she was moving from uh, Rochester in Minnesota to Boston. She had a lot of things. And she started putting it in words, like underneath to me. Like, you know, Dad, um, it would be nice if we can rent a U-Haul truck. She didn't say it to me like, I want you to drive a U-Haul truck with all my load to Boston. She didn't say <laughs> <laughs> because I've moved her things, I've moved, I've moved everywhere, we move within the city, we move within her. So I think she kind of got used to that. And she said, um, yeah, like, so she started saying, like, I'm even thinking that, you know, I think one big U-Haul would take all this stuff. I'm thinking that I should rent a U-Haul, and, and then she said, we should just drive it. <laughs> I said, I said I said, girl, I love you very much. 
but I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I've done my last intercontinental U-Haul drive. <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. Forget it. It's not happening. She, she said, okay. She said, oh, all right. Well, that's fine. I, I, it's, I like people, I like people, you know, making their boundaries very clear. I say, yeah, this boundary is very clear. <laughs> Yeah, right. Because, you know, I'm sure they think I could do anything, right? Because I'm always doing everything. Like, just, you know, walk me like a workaholic. And... But now, I st- I'm, 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 I'm growing in wisdom. So now I'm conserving my strength. No, seriously, because I want to, grow, I want to live a long time. Amen. Amen. I don't want arthritis. I don't want, you know, I don't want any of that stuff. So the Bible says there's a time and a season... For everything under the sun. There is a time to do it. And then there is a time to believe God for money. To pay movers. And the time to do it, I've done, I've carried for, I've carried for different people. Carried this and carried that. that. So now, if somebody has to carry something and they tell, I say, I believe God with you, we will get movers. That's right. That's right. You know them very well. You know them. You know them. That's right. <laughs> Two men and a truck. And so, so we, you know, so ED I had to, I better get ready to close. You know, so he had to move, you know, between, you know, within the same Chicago. And I mean, he was very impressive, honestly, to be quite honest with you. We were very impressed. We were really impressed. I mean, he packed all his stuff together. He had everything. I mean, oh my goodness. Then he rented the U-Haul. And drove it himself. I mean, guys started, made all the arrangements before we arrived. Didn't wait for any, you know. He got his own apartment. And what a, what a blessed, beautiful life. God gave him that apartment. We had no hand in it. Just like God gave him his job. We had no hand in it. We didn't call a single soul. God gave him the job. God gave him the apartment. I mean, God just, that's the way the covenant works. All of you, expect that. That's the way the covenant works. For you, it will doors, blessings, blessings and blessings and blessings of favor. And we do not get sidetracked from my story. So, but he had this, they had this in the apartment that he, they shared with some of his other classmates before they graduated. They had this huge sofa. Was this sofa chair? What was it called? Oh my goodness. It's so, it was so huge. It was so huge, massive. And so he was telling us, this is one of the big ones that he doesn't know how we're going to do it. Because when they moved it in there, four, I think four of them, their their roommates, moved that thing. And you know, these are very smart kids. Well, not kids, young adults. They know all the mathematics. They know angles. They know everything. So by the time they calculate this, and they know exactly where to position that thing, and it will move. Four of them moved it. Now it was two of us with Pastor Tinu. Supporting us in prayer. <laughs> Supporting us in prayer. And when we lifted that thing towards the door, I could see he, even he was already confounded about it. I said, this is going to be a problem. Then it came out of my mouth. We don't have your mathematics. We don't have all your, sharp, your smart friends here. I said, but the wisdom of God can help us move this chair. 
God is my witness. This happened two weeks ago, three weeks ago. There was only one movement. There was only one thing we did. Only one. I said, drop that there. And I didn't know I was just saying it. Drop that there. He dropped it. By that time, you know, he was, the thing was already pressing. You could, I said, drop that there. Push it towards me. Push it towards me. Let's push it up. He pushed it out. And bam, we were out of the door. Just like that. I mean, just like that. It was not strength of human. It was the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God will make your life easy. There are problems people have in relationships, in e-finances, and the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is finding out what God has already prepared. The wisdom of God will show you things that people don't know. You know, it's so, so a big problem. How do we, how do we? No, the wisdom of God will make it simple for you. Now, once you have the wisdom of God, then faith will work. Once you have that spiritual understanding, you have that wisdom of God flowing from you, faith will work. My brothers and my sisters, it is so crucial that we are hungry and passionate for spiritual understanding. Let me try to close right here. Jesus said, what you hear and how you hear it are crucial. Look at Mark chapter 4 verse 24. Let's look at what you hear. Mark 4 24 in the New Living Translation. Since we are running out of time, my dear, just, uh, if you thank you, just put it up in the NLT. Thank you. Thank you. Look at that. Then he added... Pay close attention to what you hear. Listen to this now. The closer you listen, the more understanding will be given and you will receive even more. What you hear is important. What you hear. Pay close attention. It's not, I said to you last week, God is not going to add to this Bible. Some say, I've, I've heard Ephesians chapter 3 verse 1. I've heard it for 10 years. It does not matter. You can hear it the 11th year. And that scripture can mean something totally different. You know why? Spiritual understanding. Pay close attention to what you hear. Do you know how many times... I preach a message and I'm hearing it and I did not know some of the things that I said, I said. I did not know. I heard it for the first time. Pay close attention. My friends, there is no mystery in life that the word of God cannot solve. I hope this is exciting. I'm not hooping at you. I'm not making you jump and shout. But this word can radically change your life. It will, I tell you, I tell you, it will bring you miracles. Yes, yes. It will bring you answers. Amen. Look at it. Pay close attention to what you hear. Watch this. The closer you listen, 
What? The more understanding you will be what? You will be given. God knows whether you are hearing what is being said. And because God can see your heart, he dishes out understanding. That's why, it, that's why that scripture says, to feed them with knowledge and understanding. That's how you are fed. It's not the chapter and the verse. The chapter and the verse is the basis of it. But the knowledge and the understanding is coming out. There's something happening in the realm of the spirit that is suddenly opening your eyes to see something that you have never seen before. You have never seen it before. And you say, hey, look at the answer. Ten years I've been dealing with this problem. I didn't know. This is the answer. This has happened to me many times. Many times. And I go, hey, the answer was always here. It was always here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And immediately, miracle happens. And immediately, breakthrough happens. It's just that I heard it maybe the first time. My eyes were open to it. Maybe all these other times I heard it, but I really didn't hear it. Right? Remember when Jesus was walking with those his disciples on the road to Emmaus? And he was talking to them, and he was walking with them, and they were talking, and they were walking, and they were talking, and they were walking. And then he got to a place... And they broke bread. And the Bible says, suddenly, their eyes opened. And they knew it was him. How come they walked with him all these miles and never knew it was him? And suddenly, their eyes opened. I pray for you, your eyes will open. (laughs) I pray for you, your eyes will open. Because it takes spiritual understanding for your dreams to be established. It takes spiritual understanding. Through wisdom is a house builded. By, by understanding, it is what? Established. By knowledge, the chambers are filled with good and precious things. Amen? In faith, there are issues people are working with. They've been working for many years. They did not know the answer. They thought there was a roadblock. Actually, the roadblock was because they did not know what to do. They did not know. There was a way. They just didn't know that way. They just didn't know that way. Let's close. Let's close right here. What you hear. What you hear. And then how you hear it. How you are hearing it. How are you hearing it? See, it's the content. What you hear. What you really hear in your spirit. The content is important. That's why you see, you've, sometimes you, you know, you heard, you know, <laughs> you know so, where, where, maybe we're in the service, somebody done, during the ministry of the word, somebody is closing their eyes. You, 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 I think that used to happen way back then. I'll tell them, walk around. Get up and walk Because <laughs> I just want them to hear it. I just want them to get it. Because how can you go to church and sleep? How can you go to church and sleep? That one I've never understood. Like, Church isn't just to mark time. It's that something happens there yes. that opens up your life. I, I, don't need, I don't want to sleep when God is moving. No, no. How about you? No, I 
He said, go on, we'll pour water on your, go and pour water on your head. Or sometimes if they are little children, we pull, we pull their ears. So bring your ear, bring that ear. <laughs> as I, as I, you make sheep, as I, you make sheep feed, you are feeding. I'm not just feeding you, you are going to feed. Bring your <laughs> bring your ear over here. Hallelujah. Feed, or yeah, eat, feed, eat, feed, feed, feed right now. Let's close. What you hear. My friends, what you hear. Holy Spirit, you know you've been ministering this so strongly to me, so powerful. And even for me, it's, it's just deep, it's big. What you are doing for me through that word in my own personal life, do it for these people, everyone that is hearing me today. Let something happen to them through their encounter with the word of God. It's not through big conventions. God can do it through big conventions. He can do it through small fellowship, home group. He can, he can do it. But every time we encounter God in the presence of God, in the word, in the word, in the word, things happen in our lives that open up the doors to our future. As I'm speaking to you, and I'm about to close, as I'm speaking to you, if, if you are listening, if you are hearing it, and how you hear it, the Holy Spirit is dishing wisdom and knowledge and understanding to you. I've been sitting in places where they were not addressing the things that I was believing God for an answer for, but I walked out of there and I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. I got it. The wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding was imparted to me just from being there and hearing and paying attention. What you hear and how you hear. Let's close right here. Luke chapter 8 verse 18. Luke chapter 8. Let's close right there. Luke chapter 8 verse 18. Um, Let's try that in the King James and then we can try that in the NLT too to close. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8 verse 18. Take heed. Watch this now. See the first time he said... Take heed to what you hear. Do you remember that? Mark 4, 24. Take heed to what you hear. This time, he doesn't say take heed to what you hear. What does he say? Take heed to how you hear it. Take heed therefore how you hear. For whosoever has, to him shall be given. Oh, Give us that in the NLT. Let's close out there. Give it to us in the NLT. So, pay attention. Remember, the first time he said, pay attention to what you hear. This time he said, pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, what? More understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think, Think they understand will be taken away from me. My friends, have you seen someone who has been going to church for 25 years, but acting less spiritually mature than somebody who committed their life to Christ three months ago? Three months. 
at three months, they have already learned a few things. When you see somebody who has been going to church for 25 years doing things that even a three-month-old spiritual baby will not do, they have lost some of the understanding they had because of this. They have lost it. Some things they knew. Like when they were three months old, they will not even do that. They will not even think it. They will not even... They, now, they are 25 years down the line because they lost it. It was take, They used to have it, but it was, it was taken away from them. My friends, I speak upon you in the name of Jesus. This spiritual diet, the ability to elevate, to hear it, to hear it and hear it different. We are not talking about picking up lingo. We are not talking about getting so used with the way things are done in church that we have the language or we know how what is expected. That's not what we are talking about. We are talking about something really deeper than that. A life transforming and a life changing approach to faith and to the word of God that brings us to a place where we have never been before. And I speak upon you the blessing of heaven that brings you to that place. A desire to have spiritual diet at a higher level. A desire to know God more. Know God more. That they that know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. A desire to operate at a higher level. A desire to accomplish more. A desire to fulfill more of your destiny. Because you have greater spiritual understanding. You are working at a level that you have never worked before. It's the same Bible you are reading. But when you read it, something is different. Something happens to you that is different. And the Bible says, then your profiting will appear to all. You won't have to tell them. They will just see it. They will just see it. He said to first, first Timothy chapter 4, then you're profiting. He said, take heed. Take heed to this word. Then you're profiting. And then he said, you will save both yourself and those that are hearing you. You will save both yourself and them that are hearing It will be so obvious. The work of God. The profiting of God. Please stand to your feet. Let's close today. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. Go ahead and thank God. Bless the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. We honor you for spiritual understanding, faith for extraordinary living. Lord, that in places where we have not reigned before, we will reign. Things that have confounded us in the past, suddenly they will become easy because we are sitting at a higher place. We are feeding from a higher level. Things that used to be uh, puzzling, confusing. Suddenly we open up. We will have answers. The Bible says the entrance of his word. What does he do? He gives understanding. The entrance of his word. He gives light. He brings light and he gives understanding to the simple. Understanding. When we have spiritual understanding and when we are walking at 
the required level of spiritual understanding, my friends, faith will never fail. Faith is not an experiment. Faith is not an experiment. Somebody said one time, I just want to see if God can heal this sickness. I want to see, I want to be sure God can heal. That is not what faith is. Pray for me, I want to see if God can do it. That is not what faith is. Faith is believing that God is. And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I believe that God is. And I believe he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And that faith will produce results and answers and testimonies in all of our lives. Father, we give you praise today. We thank you. Receive all the glory and all the honor. Receive all this adoration to yourself. Cause your blessings that you released upon your people. Let these blessings become manifest. Greater, greater and greater portions. Greater and greater levels. Greater and greater measures. Greater and greater measures. Greater and greater measures. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. And amen. And amen. Go ahead and bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Go ahead and bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Oh, what a mighty presence of God. What a glory upon his word. What a fresh manna. What a fresh manna from heaven. What a life-transforming and life-changing, life-transforming and life-changing release from heaven upon his people today. Father, we thank you. <laughs> we thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.